What's up, everyone? Welcome into episode number 121, where we'll talk about the breaking news that happened earlier today with Michigan State football. We'll also talk a little bit about college baseball with the Big Ten tournament starting the last couple of days. So we'll talk about Michigan's game and Michigan State's game as well. And then we'll probably end with a little bit of a discussion on the NBA playoffs, especially with the Lakers being swept and the Celtics pushing for a game five. So let's start out with the news that broke earlier today, and it is surprising news to say the least. Um, Michigan State will be playing Black Friday against Penn State, but that wasn't the news that broke. This game is taking place at Ford Field in Detroit, and if you look at a lot of people's reactions, it's a pretty mixed reaction for the most part. Some people think it's absolutely awesome. S- some people think it's stupid. Some people don't like it at all, thinks it's taken away from the fan experience, thinks it's taken away a home game for Michigan State, and those criticisms are pretty accurate in my opinion. I think this is something that is unprecedented, something we haven't seen Michigan State do in a while. It has been, I think 2010 was the last time Michigan State played at Ford Field when they played against FAU. But this is probably the second biggest home game that Michigan State had this year. And you're taking that away. You're taking it away the last game of the year. Now, some people might question Well, it's going to be freezing cold. Well, to some people, that doesn't matter. To other people, it does matter. But let's look at the positives and negatives of this. And let's start out with the positives. Number one for positive is this might bring more people to the game. I'm not saying, or we at least don't know that's going to happen. It's possible because I know some people, like I talked about a few seconds ago, some people really worry about the cold you are not going to have to worry about the cold at all in this game. Now, the only reason why I kind of question if more people will come is because it's a standalone game, which means you have to buy your own tickets. It doesn't come with your season tickets anymore. It's also going to be, like I said, in Detroit, where a lot of people that go to Michigan State games are mostly around East Lansing. Not everyone, but a lot of people are. And then you also have it on Black Friday, which is the day after Thanksgiving. So we'll see how the attendance is, but there's a chance that more people go, especially because there's quite a few alumni in the Detroit area for Michigan State. The second really good thing is that this could bring up the whole discussion on having alcohol at Michigan State or just college games in general, at least for Michigan State and Michigan, because in the state of Michigan, there is currently a bill going around that hasn't passed yet, but it would allow teams, especially those teams, Michigan State and Michigan, the opportunity to sell alcohol, sell beer at the games. And now that you're playing a game at a professional stadium at the Lions home field, I'm assuming they probably will be selling alcohol at that game. That could be the first game where alcohol is sold at a college um, football game for Michigan State in a really long time, and it could be the start of that happening. Now, we don't know if that bill will pass, but that is an opportunity and something that could happen. 
the third and last really good aspect of this I can really think of right now is that that weekend is going to be an amazing weekend for the state of Michigan. Not only because you always have a home game for the Lions on Thanksgiving, you're going to have a game in Detroit for Michigan State on Friday, and then Saturday it's Michigan-Ohio State in Ann Arbor. So you have three huge games in one location. And if you're a fan of any of those teams, most likely you're going to be a fan of two of those teams, now three, because if you're a fan of Michigan, you're probably not a fan of Michigan State, but depending on your situation, you might be. But this is a really cool opportunity for all those schools involved to be kind of in one place with absolutely huge games. Like, you can't say that the Lions Thanksgiving game isn't one of their biggest games of the year because it's a nationalized TV game. It is probably one of the most watched games all year just because it's on Thanksgiving. And for a lot of people, it's food and watching football on Thanksgiving. You got Michigan State on Friday. There's not going to be a ton of games on Friday. You're going to be in Detroit. You're going to be inside a dome. You're going to have Michigan State fans and Penn State fans watching. You're going to probably have more people watching in general just because it's going to be one of the biggest games on that Friday. And then, of course, on Saturday, you got one of the biggest rivalries, if not the biggest rivalry, in football with Michigan and Ohio State. Now, there might be other rivalries depending on what you think of that, but Michigan-Ohio State is a absolutely huge rivalry, definitely a top three, probably a top two rivalry. Historically, it's probably the biggest rivalry in college football. Now, you might say that's wrong and that's your opinion, but it's definitely one of the top rivalries historically. And as of recent, because before the last couple of years, Ohio State has been dominating, but this Michigan team will probably be the favorite in the Big Ten to win, and they probably should win it and they probably should be that favor as well. So those are kind of the positive things going into the move to Detroit. Now let's talk about some of the negative things. Kind of, the first one kind of talked about with the one positive thing is there's unknown. You don't know if fans are going to show up. This could be either extremely successful or this could be an absolute failure. And from what it seems like, this is like a one-time only thing. So if it's a failure, then okay, it happens. But this is a huge opportunity for Michigan State, and it's either going to be a very packed Ford field, or it's going to be a Ford field that's going to be pretty empty, or maybe even have more Penn State fans than they would have originally had, because it's going to be a little closer to Pennsylvania and College Station. The other really kind of negative thing, thing about this is that it's a standalone game. Um, the reason why that's negative is because season ticket holders will not have tickets to that game. Now, with that being said, they did say that season ticket holders are going to get refunded and that they're going to have a more opportunity to buy tickets, but you still have to go in and buy those tickets and for some people it might be more expensive than what their season ticket costs would have been so they might not be able to attend that game the 
I did say that was the last reason. The other last reason, which this will actually be, is the travel. For a lot of people, you're going to have to travel all the way down to Detroit. That's a difference between if you live in East Lansing, like a 5-10 minute drive to an hour and a half drive. So you're definitely going to have to plan around that. But those are kind of really the negatives of this move. I can see both sides of what people think. Like I can see, wow, this is a pretty cool opportunity. But I can also see an opportunity where this completely fails. And this also means that Senior Night is going to have to be moved from Michigan State, which isn't a huge deal because you can always just move it. It's not really too difficult to move it. But then there comes the whole argument of Michigan State fans will only get to see five home games compared to six. And then it goes back to the season ticket holders. And while you are, again, being refunded those ticket prices, that's still one less game that you'll get to probably see in person, unless you make that travel down to Detroit, which I think a lot of fans will. Now, because it's Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, it might make some things harder for some people, especially if they can't have their families meet on that Thursday and on the Friday, that might get make it more difficult but the game is at 7 30 so yeah pretty unique opportunity we'll see how it really turns out but yeah that was kind of the breaking news earlier today from Michigan State a lot of people did not see this coming at all I think it was kept under wraps pretty well I think a lot of people um were shocked by this there's no notification whatsoever from season ticket holders from what it seems because it was just released and people either love it or they don't love it and I can completely see people listening to this podcast and saying yeah I agree with some of those things that you said but I also completely disagree that's a cool thing but I think it's cool I think there's some good some bad um but yeah so that's really kind of the news there now let's go over to Baseball, because the Big Ten tournament recently started, and Michigan and Michigan State both played their first two games. Michigan ended up playing Iowa. Michigan State ended up playing Maryland. Both of those teams ended up losing their first game. Michigan State ended up only losing by one. I believe Michigan lost by, like, eight runs. Iowa was just pitching extremely well, and they were hitting extremely well, and Michigan just ran into a really good Iowa team. Michigan State, it was kind of surprising, to say the least, because Michigan State and Maryland are two of the most lethal offenses in the Big Ten, and they only scored three runs and two runs, respectively. If there is one weakness of this kind of Maryland team, it is their pitching, but it seemed like their pitching was pretty good last night. They, I think they did use like five pitchers, total and Michigan State only used two but overall it was a pretty good game I would say Michigan State had a lot more chances to score I think they made a really big error in that first inning with their base running I do think that did affect the game now some people might say well it's just the first inning they could have scored more I think they end up leaving about 10 to 12 base runners on base, which if you're going to do that against a team like Maryland, you're not going to win a lot of those games. And again, Michigan didn't score very many runs. Their pitching wasn't very good, but both teams are going to be back into action 
on Thursday. We'll see how those games go in general. But yeah, that's kind of Big Ten college baseball, Big Ten tournament. By the time this gets released, those games will probably be over. So I'll probably talk about those games sometime next week because the Big Ten tournament is going to be probably done by the next time a podcast like this will be going. The last thing I really want to talk about is the NBA playoffs because the Lakers got swept by the Nuggets. The Nuggets are going to the NBA championship for the first time in their team's history, which is absolutely awesome. Jamal Murray was extremely good. And then you got Nikola Jokic, which is one of the best players in the NBA as of right now. He does everything very good offensively. He can shoot the three. Shot the three actually pretty well overall. Um, He hit a big three where he basically stepped back, just kind of chucked it up. And that was kind of the end of the Lakers. Now, with that being said, there was quite a few really close games. Actually, all of them were really close. I think the Lakers just kind of ran out of energy towards the end of each of those games. And... The Nuggets just had a little bit too much. And after that game, there's discussion about LeBron James possibly be done playing basketball. There were there's some rumors going around that he's considering retirement. Do I think he will retire? No, I don't. I think this is just a way for kind of his name to stay in the media, to be completely honest with you. LeBron is, while he's 38, he had a crazy season. He averaged so many points. If he retires, he would be retiring. I don't want to necessarily say on top because technically he wouldn't be on top. He just lost in the Western Conference Finals. But he would be retiring at like the top before his like ability kind of starts sliding down a little bit because we don't really see players like LeBron averaging 18, 20 points a game. We don't see that type of athleticism that he has at 38. So if he wants to retire, he would definitely be not really regressing too much. I do think LeBron has a while left to go in the NBA at this point. There was always talks about him wanting to play with his son. We will see how that goes. His son's going to be playing at USC next year. If I had to guess, Bronny's going to be a one and done at this point. He's going to be in LA with his dad. Um, We'll see what happens after Bronny's season is done. I could see a team possibly taking Bronny James pretty early on, trying to attract LeBron to their team. I don't think LeBron's going to go to a team that isn't ready to win, though. We'll see what LeBron does with the Lakers. We'll see if he goes back to Lakers. There's also a whole lot of conversation on what the Lakers are going to do in general, just because the Lakers have a young team, but they also have a player in AD that isn't extremely healthy, that isn't really always reliable, and he always seems injured. And LeBron's, like I said earlier, he's still really good, but he's getting there up in age, so he really needs kind of another... I don't want to say a star player, but another player that he can have, that he can rely on. Kind of like the whole Batman and Robin type duo, where 
He's going to have someone that he's always going to be able to rely on. Someone that will play when LeBron isn't playing. And while AD did that decently well, he has had injuries in the past, in this past season as well. So we'll see how that really turns out. Now we can get over and kind of finish on the Heat versus the Celtics. Luckily, both teams in the Eastern Conference Finals and the Western Conference Finals were not swept because the Celtics actually end up winning in Miami last night. They were down 3 nothing, forced a game 5. It will be interesting to see what happens, though, because the Celtics actually in the playoffs have been pretty bad at home. They haven't won very many times at home in the playoffs, so we'll see if they'll be able to defend their home court. I still do think Boston ends up losing either Game 5 or Game 6. I don't think it gets to a Game 7. Then I think we're going to see a Miami Heat versus a Denver Nuggets NBA championship. And at that point, it's going to be really fun. It is going to be super fun. I would say probably the Nuggets would be the favorite to win just because of Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. I also think the Nuggets have quite a few pretty good role players like KCP. When he's hitting his shots, he's pretty decent. I think they have more talent overall, more star power, but you also can't really leave out Jimmy Butler because playoff Jimmy Butler is a completely different player. And he's really shown that this year, Miami went into the NBA playoffs as the eighth seed and honestly really haven't been tested too much. They've pretty much dominated the Celtics. So... We'll see. We'll see what happens. The Celtics still have a couple more games to go in order to even advance. The Heat only have to win one more. I Like I said, I do expect the Heat to win going forward, though, which then, again, would bring up the Heat versus the Denver Nuggets. But, yeah, that's really kind of a lot of the news that's really going on in the state around the country as well for sports there's a lot of baseball going on OTAs actually started on for the Lions which means that we're getting in much closer to training camp and getting closer to the preseason game started now it's still a while away but it's exciting and the Lions have continued to sign more of their draft picks I believe they only have two draft picks left to sign I believe Jack Campbell was signed recently. So I believe there's Gibbs and maybe the tight end left to sign. Can't remember exactly. But they have still a few players to sign. They also can bring in other free agents as well. But we'll talk about that when that time gets here. But overall... It's been a entertaining week. Um, I do have an interview coming out probably Saturday or Sunday. It's a great interview. It's um, with a guy that knows a ton about baseball. He is extremely knowledgeable. He is someone that absolutely loves the game of baseball. He has a pretty cool 
story had a pretty cool experience where he got to go see the Red Sox and the Athletics as play. So definitely going to want to tune into that one. It's going to be a pretty cool interview if you tune into that. But yeah, that's really it for episode 121. Thank you for tuning in. Tune in to episode 122, the interview that's coming out later this week.